we're going to talk about a healthy body glorifies God. So I want us to continue our study on faith and on healing. Let's go to Proverbs 26, verses 1 and 2. Let me get there real quick. Proverbs 26. He says, As snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. In other words, what he's saying there. That it's not appropriate to give honor to a fool. And, and it's not, you know, a snow in summer, it's not right. That's, that's abnormal. And as rain in harvest, you know. So honor is not seemly for a fool. It's inappropriate. It's not the right time. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come you know when he was talking about that honor in the uh the first verse there in other words if we give honor to a fool it's misplaced but we need to give honor to God we need to glorify God in this body so the amplified says a curse that is causeless does not alight when he's talking about that particular verse an undeserved curse has no effect. I had to pause and think about that. An undeserved curse, and we're talking about sickness particularly, and diseases and body afflictions today. It has no right, it has no effect if we realize it has no right. It has no right. And so when we really get the revelation on that, that it has no right, we will tell it. We'll say, you got to go. You got to go. You have to leave this body. It has no right, you know. So it says that it shall not, a, it has no effect. I like that in Amplified. Every sickness, disease, virus dies instantly upon contact. Do you remember who quotes that all the time or quoted that all the time? Charles Caps, he said, this was one of his sayings, and I, and I love that, and I'm going to get back to saying that every day. Every sickness, disease, and virus, what? Cannot stay on this body. It dies instantly upon contact. Now, think and meditate on that. It dies instantly upon contact. Man, we need to be saying that every day because... The world is full of sickness, disease, and germs, and, and all of this. And we've got to really get hold of that. Let that become a, I want that to really become a revelation in me. That wherever I go, whatever I'm exposed to that's not of God, it dies instantly upon contact with this body because the greater one lives in me. The blood of Jesus flows through these veins. Man... I tell you, we need to glorify God in this body. And he's told us how to glorify him. So every situation or every circumstances, everything that comes against you, it will reveal to you what's in you. Someone kind of got into that this morning in our discussion. It will reveal what's in you. And, and that is so, so true. Because you can look at things that happen to you. 
accidents or sicknesses or whatever, what comes out of your mouth at that time? How do you react, not react, but how do you act? What comes out of our mouth is so important. Why? Because if it's the word of God, it's God's responsibility to watch over it. It's my responsibility to speak it. It's his responsibility to watch over it. Boy, that takes a lot of pressure off of us. Amen. So that's very important. What comes out of you at that moment? Well, I'm saying every disease, sickness, and germ that comes in contact with my body dies instantly upon contact. Or well, what if you still have symptoms? Every disease, germ, and virus that comes in contact with this body dies instantly. It's dead. So the symptoms have to leave. It's getting back to the root. It's getting back to that root. Praise God. So your body is very important to you because it houses your spirit. That's where you live, inside that body, okay? So what happens when your body becomes unfit? You leave. You, the, you're, a real, you're a spirit. And so when it becomes unfit, eventually that spirit man, you're going to leave that body. And it's going to go back to the dust and the dirt. But we, we've got to keep it healthy. If you're not ready to go, we've got to keep it healthy. Amen. So we all want to look good. Does everybody in here want to look good? When you look in that mirror and you don't like what you see, you start making adjustments, you know. Well, maybe I need to put a little blush here or I need to do this or I need to do that. I don't like that color lipstick, you know, or whatever. You want to look good, but that's not our main goal. The Holy Spirit was ministering to me. Our goal is to take care of this body and to honor God by doing so. Sure, we want to look good, but that's not our main purpose. It's to take care of this body. And so when we look at ourselves in the mirror, look at it and say, body, you are glorifying God. You're going to be healthy. You're going to walk in health. You're going to walk in freedom for whatever attack the enemy brings against me. Body, I'm just telling you right now, you're free. And it doesn't glorify God just for me to look good. It glorifies God when I'm walking in what his word says and what Jesus accomplished for me on that cross. He took every curse that could come against me to the cross. And Greta, I see it leaving. And I send the word right to that area that needs the word that will set it free. And I'm telling you, patience plays a big role. By faith and patience. You inherit the promises of God. You can't, you know, you've got to be patient because, you know, sometimes faith doesn't come easy sometimes, even though you're saying it and what the word says. But still, sometimes we have to have that patience to give it time to work. And, and you know, how many times every year do I tell you about the things that I place all over my house, on the mirrors and on the doors and everything. And then I go by and I read them. And, and for a while... I, the one where it says, uh, I'm trying to think of that one in Romans that I had pasted all over my house. But wealth and riches are in my house because we fear the Lord and keep his commandments. And I had that all over my house. And, and every time I went through the kitchen door, I would read that out loud. I would read it out loud every time I saw it, wherever it was. And at first, it was words. It was scriptural. It was the word. But faith hadn't come yet because I was not 
praising and rejoicing about it. But the day faith came, faith comes by hearing. So I would say those things, those promises out loud in that particular one until one day it got in me. It transferred out of my mouth, my spirit to my head. And I remember slamming the cabinet door when I, th- when I saw, praise God, that's the truth. Faith came. So to me, patience is a very important. I didn't quit reading that scripture that I had posted around my house. I, I, I didn't quit reading it because I hadn't received that manifestation. But I can tell you today, Wealth and Riches are in my house because we do his commandments. We tithe. We give. We love. We keep uh, unforgiveness out. You have to obey his commandments. But you have to be patient sometime and let the Holy Spirit work with you or with me. You know, what is it I need to do? You know, what do I need to accomplish here? So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And we're going to look at verse 19 and 20. This, this lesson today is a little bit different, but it's still on healing because I, it just got into my spirit that we need to honor and glorify God in this body. And part of that is by keeping sickness out of it. Amen? Okay. Verse 19. What? I love that. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost in you. That word which has been added. Anything that's italicized is always added. Is the temple of the Holy Ghost is in you. That is very positive. Did you know that the Holy Ghost is in you? Who is the Holy Ghost? Who's in you? He's the teacher. He's the comforter. He's the revealer of truth. You can get that in Corinthians and study all of that. That's who's in you. He said, don't you know that? Well, sometimes, you know. But do I really, really know it? He says that he is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Wow. For you are bought with a price, and because you're bought with a price, and who dwells in you, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And so that's what I basically wanted us to talk about and get hold of today, is we need to be glorifying God in this body. We need to get rid of anything that does not belong there. So the Message Bible says, God owns the whole works. I like that. So let people see God. Let people. This is the Message Bible. In other words, I need to let you see God. In and through me, through your body, is what the what Message Bible says. I'm going to read that again. God owns the whole works, so let people see God in and through your body. And the God's Word translation says, So bring glory to God in the way you use your body. And we need to pause and think about that. 
Bring glory to God in the way you use your body. Now that's something that we would have to go before God and the Holy Spirit, you know, in our private time and say, okay, God, you said in the God's Word translation that I am supposed to bring glory to you in the way I use my body. And the way I'm handling that is praying in the Spirit. I take that scripture to Him. Okay, God, I need to pray in the Spirit about the way I am using my my body to glorify you. And then thank Him that He's going to show you that and then go on about your business. And He will begin to minister to you and He begins, as He begins to minister to me, about the way Am I really glorifying him in my body? Am I missing some areas? What I need to do? Show me changes that I need to make in, in showing in, that I'm glorifying. My body needs to glorify God. Amen? Because he, Jesus paid for it. If I bought a new house, then who does it belong to? It doesn't belong to the old owner, does it? But it belongs to me. Well, we belong to God. Our body is his. He says, what? Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you realize? Don't you have the revelation that your body is the temple of Almighty God? So we belong to God. Our body is his. Ooh. So he is the one to be exalted in our body. Just pause and think about that. It's his body. We don't treat it like it's his body. We treat it like it's mine. Let's go to 3 John verse 2. Yeah, I know you know this one. 3 John just verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Now the Amplified says this. I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well. He prayed this. The responsibility well is upon us. We have to keep our body well. The provisions is made. We've had the mindset that we can trust, treat the body any way we want to and expect to walk in health. We can't do that. Not in these last days. Satan's going about as a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. So we're going to have to really get strict on this body in these last days. He doesn't want you on this earth. If he can take you out of this earth early, then he's taking the word out to somebody that you're you're around. We've got to realize we allow many sicknesses and diseases into our body by our lifestyle. That hurts. That kind of pricks. But it's the truth. We allow these things to come into our body because of our lifestyle. So, you know, what am I going to do? What do I need to change, Lord? What about my lifestyle? And it, it could be a lot of different things. You know, I'm really thankful for the healing scriptures. Aren't you? Praise God. God's mercy and grace, hallelujah, and the healing scriptures. But I want to live in health. I will be in health 
as my soul prospers. That's what that, that scripture is saying. I will be in health as my soul prospers. As this is sitting on your shoulders up here. When that prospers and the word of God becomes real and revelation becomes real to you, our health will improve. It'll, we'll receive healing quicker as my soul prospers, praise God. So we just need to pause and think about that. You know, when a, when a doctor gives us a diagnosis, go about to change it. He's just telling you what he sees. He's seeing, you know, the physical. But when he gives us a diagnosis, then are we just going to accept that? What are we going to do? We're going to start speaking the word over it. We can go about changing that so that the next time you go back, his diagnosis will be different. Well, well, you know, I don't know what happened. How many times have we heard people say that? A doctor say, well, I don't know what happened because that thing's gone. It's not a part of you. But the responsibility is for me to change it. For me to start saying what the word says. And not give up on it. Let not this word depart out of your mouth. But continue to say what the word says. And let the patience have its work. Patience. You remember what? I forgot who gave us that definition. Karen, you may remember on, on, on that. Praise God. Patience is the ability to stand in adverse circumstances without complaining. I love that definition. In other words... Without saying stuff you shouldn't be saying. Patience is the ability. And God gives us patience. What are, we have love, love and joy and peace and patience. All of that's in your spirit. But to stand in adverse circumstances without complaining. In other words, watch what you're saying. Okay. So let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. And I want to look at verses uh, 14 and 15. I think that's the one. Yeah. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day. Now, now this is the Deuteronomy chapter 28 deals with the blessings and the curses. And this one particular one is introducing you to the curses which Jesus took to the cross, and we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen? So he says, And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Well, you know, we don't serve other gods like they did in the Old Testament. But we serve other things. Other things can become our, our God. The, um, the cell phone can become your God. Man, I mean, I just stepped on some toes, didn't I, including mine. But there's different things that we allow to become gods. Uh, food can become gods. I mean, that, do you th when you get up in the morning, is that the first thing you start thinking about? What am I going to eat today? What am I going to fix? That? You know, there's so many things, uh, movies, television. There's so many things that can become gods today because it's the days that we live in. So we need to check ourselves out. And we do not need to serve these things. 
Can you turn it off in the middle of a really good story you're watching on TV? Can you do that? Yes. I mean, I, you know, there's just, you can do that. But don't let th- those things serve you. Amen. He says, but it shall come to pass if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee to say that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. So these curses can come upon us and overtake us if what? If we do not observe to keep his commandments and do them. You got to walk in love. You got to walk in forgiveness. All of these things are part of his commandments and strife, you know, control our thoughts. There's so many things that we ignore. But he says, that's why these curses come on you. Jesus carried them to the cross. He did away with them. But because of our lifestyle, we allow them. It's like that fear draws things to you. You know, our lifestyle can draw things to us, sickness and disease. And, you know, this is not a real happy message today. (laughs) But it's a good one. If we're going to walk in health, then we've got to get tough on our faith, our love, our patience, and all of these things. And we have got to do what the Word says to do. Amen. So I want us to look at verse uh, 45 through 47. Let me see if that's where I want to go. Okay, he shall... Uh, Moreover, all these curses, in verse 45, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee uh, till thou be destroyed. Because, why? There's a reason the curses come on us and overtake us. Because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. Praise God. So there's, there's reasons. Why, you know, people say, why is this happening to me? I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Well, there's reasons. Are we not hearkening to his voice? Are we not keeping his commandments? You know, there's, there's reasons. And I, I'm going to read verse 46. Now, I want you to get a hold of this. I saw this for the first time this morning when I was studying this. And they, talking about the curses, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder. And look at this next sentence. This is so powerful. And upon thy seed forever. No, 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 no. Not upon my seed. What do the doctors ask you? Well, what about your parents? Is there heart issues in your parent, in your, uh, your lineage? Is there cancer? They go by that. But we've been redeemed from that. Just because my, my mother, my daddy, my sister, a brother died with heart attacks, that should not affect me. Not, and, and I had several members of my family that had cancer. That... That doesn't mean anything. They're going to ask you that. When you buy insurance or anything like that, they're going to say, did anyone in your family 
you know. Even when I was doing the sleep test at Clarksville, those questions were asked me, and I had to write them on the paper. You know, what your parents had, what did they die with, blah, 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 all that kind of. Well, this just, I mean, this just stood out to me. Not my seed. Not my seed. Amen. And Annette Capps has a great little book out about the generational curses. I forgot what the name of that is. But she deals with generational curses in that little book. You've been redeemed from generational curses. To me, that's what that scripture right there is saying. I've been redeemed. My kids are redeemed from generation. They're not going to have heart issues. Amen? Amen? Remember, every disease, germ, sickness, anything, any curse that Satan comes, it cannot stay on this body. It dies instantly. It may come, but it's going to die. I call it dead. Amen? So I love that particular scripture when I, when I really got into that. So the main message here is if we want to have a healthy life free from sickness and disease, then we have to hear his word and we have to obey it. We've got to get tough, spiritually tough. The violent take it by force. Amen. So why do we say that I know what to do and I know what changes I need to make, but I just can't do it? Why do we say that? Because when we think like that, we're going to say it. And what we're actually doing is programming ourselves to believe, we just can't do that. Well, I just can't do that. You don't understand my lifestyle. You don't understand how busy I am. You don't understand this. You don't understand that. No. Don't ever say that. You can do it. Don't say I can't do it. Because you're programming yourself not to do something that change that you need to make or that I need to make or whatever. So the Holy Spirit ministered to me and said, you need to start seeing yourself having made the changes. Start saying it. I need to see myself making the changes that the Holy Spirit is telling me to make. See it. Imagine it, mutter it, I'm making this change, I'm making this change, I'm making this change. And I see myself doing that. And, and what if you mess up? I see myself making these changes. You see, change sometimes takes time. But we can start a process of change and, and start that process. Amen? So the one thing I think I've shared it with you girls, but I have said this so much that I'm actually living it now. But when I found out in a book, a health book that I had studied oh, months and months ago, uh, this one person said that I don't take one more bite of anything that I don't, that I don't need. In other words, don't overeat than, than what, I, what I need. And I started saying that. I don't take one every, every time I eat. I don't take one more bite than what this body needs. Well, it's taken a while with me saying that, but it finally became a reality. And now when I sit down to eat, that comes to my mind immediately. And I can just put it away. I, I, I don't need that. It's, it's, it's what we say until it gets in us. And so that has become easy for me. 
And, and I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on what the word will do and the words of our mouth will do when it becomes a reality. But you've got to start somewhere. I don't take one back more than what I need. Well, what if I do? Well, I just pick myself up and I remind myself, no, you're not doing that again. I don't take one bite more than what I need in this body. You, and you know what? You can eat anything. You can eat anything. If you'll go by that rule. If you don't take one more bite than what you need. I had a cookie yesterday. And I had a, that little white pretzel thing, you know, that's coated with. But you know what? I could eat that, but not eat more than what my body needed because, you know, but I don't do that every day. But it didn't bother me. It didn't affect me. You have control of your body. You have control. Amen. And you know what? When I ate that, I thought, you know, that really wasn't very good. <laughs> ever done that? You know, that really wasn't very good. And so it'll be easier for me the next time when a cookie's before me. If I, if I don't need it, I won't eat it. Are y'all getting this? I'm sorry, but when the Lord teaches me, y'all get it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, let's see. Where am I? Okay, let's go to Exodus 23. Talking about our body honoring and glorifying God. Praise God. Let's look at verse 25. Very familiar scripture to us. This was one of Joanne Nay's favorite scriptures. I can just hear her quoting it. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Okay, and ye shall serve, he's talking about obedience here. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and water. And I love this next scripture. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. But did you know sickness has been taken away from us? It has already been taken away from us. It has no right to stay in this body because Jesus took it. He took the pains in your legs to the cross. He took your whatever is bothering you. He took it to the cross. They're, they're curses. And he, we are redeemed from the curses. Amen. But I love that. Sickness has already been taken. He says, I will take sickness out of the midst of thee. It's been taken. It's been removed. It's in the earth. But as far as you and I are concerned, it's been removed. Amen. So, and this one, there shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Well, you know, that's talking about uh, miscarriages when you go to look up a lot of that. Well, I wish I had known this verse. I had three miscarriages. I got three babies in heaven. One of them was a boy. I don't know what the other two were. But I didn't know this verse. 
But we need to teach our young married couples this verse. That miscarriages are under the curse. And, and you know, praise God for that. But I've got three babies in heaven. Can you imagine that? I got five kids. That's awesome. My mom had 11. I'm glad I stopped. <laughs> Amen. I love them. And you know, I, I've had, if it was not for the word of God, I have, I, the last year and a half have been very, very trying, trying the word that's in me. Because I buried three siblings plus my husband in a year and a half. And I miss them all. But you know what? If Satan can't get you joy, he can't get you goods. So there, if we don't know the word, he will get your joy. But we, we don't let him. Don't let him have any of that. But I miss my siblings. But praise God, and I miss, sure miss Tom. And I'm going to talk to him about leaving early when I see him next time. You know, and here I am having to learn all the stuff that I was used to him taking care of, you know. But don't let them get your joy. We have a choice in every situation. Praise God, he gave us choices. And I decide to live the life and live it more abundantly and do what the word tells me to do. And, and you have a choice of whether you're going to allow sickness to stay or whether you're going to fight it with faith and patience and love. We can't live out, leave out the love. Amen. So, uh, I was going to see if I read this. Yeah. In the Message Bible about the Exodus 23 says, notice how important obedience to serve God is. He says, you serve your God and he will bless your food and your water. And then this is the Message Bible. I'll get rid of the sickness among you. In verse 26, there won't be any miscarriages nor barren women in your land. I'll make sure you live full and complete lives. Those are, that's part of the curses. Amen. We're redeemed from that. Our body is so important to God, it is the vehicle that he operates through to accomplish his covenant here on this earth. Amen. The Bible calls the believer's body God's temple. That's what the Bible says. This thing standing before you today, yours that's sitting in the chairs, is God's temple. God that created the heavens and the earth, that spoke everything into existence. He, that's, that's his body. Oh, the revelation. It, it's, it's not mine. What? Know ye not? Jesus paid a big price. So, are we going to have days of failure in honoring God's temple? Yes. Yes. It's going to come with how much our soul is renewed to the word of God. Okay. So, don't get discouraged, but encourage yourself. You know, if we don't watch it, we will self-condemn. We, we will get discouraged. Man, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. I said something the other day. I thought, dear Lord, please, you know, forgive me. Well, words are spirit. And they're life or they're death. And I thought, 
I can dig that up myself, but I might not dig it up out of the person that heard it. They're going to have to. You and I have got to be word diggers when it comes to what people say that we hear them say about us or to us, you know? So we've, we've got to watch that. Amen? Our body is important to God, and it's his vehicle that he operates through. Amen? God needs your body. God needs me here on this earth. He needs you because of the word that you, that you know. If you disrespect the temple one day or two days or whatever, listen to this, your commitment doesn't change. When you commit today, and I'm believing that most of you are going to, to glorify God in your body, if you miss it, it doesn't matter how many days you miss it. If As long as you are committed, just keep going. Because just because you mess up, just because I mess up, with my commitment to glorify God in this body. My commitment will not change. Do you get that? Your commitment will not change just because you mess up. You've got to stay committed. Okay? Uh, Proverbs 16 and 3 real quick. Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. I'm kind of hurrying through some of the last of this, but you want to write that down and go back and read it. And since my time is getting close to being up, I have two or three more other pages, but I want to get to something here because I'm going to be giving this book back to, to uh, Cindy. But this book, I want to read some things talking about health and glorifying a body. This, this man, Avery M. Jackson, is a medical doctor. He, uh, I'm trying to think. And, and this is forwarded by Caroline Leaf. Y'all know who she is. Teaches on the brain a lot. But uh, he's a neurosurgeon. And he combines the healing scriptures with his medical knowledge. And I want to see where I want to go to first here. Uh, the God Prescription. Our Heavenly Father's plan for spiritual, mental, and physical health. And he's a neurosurgeon. Brilliant man, evidently. Anyway, so I'm going to read. Um, I just want to cover a couple of things real quick. Physical exercise that he covers in this book. Now, don't say, oh, me. But he's so brilliant, I'm telling you. And I asked the question, does physical exercise affect our health? Yes. So I'm going to read a couple of things on page 134 here. Okay. He says, aerobic workouts can stave off age-related mental decline. Okay. He says, regular exercise builds new cells. Who was it talking about cells? Was that you? Regular exercise builds new cells in the hippocampus, hippocampus. Hippocampus, which plays a role in short and long-term memory. Studies have shown that aerobic workouts can stave off age-related mental decline and help with recovery from traumatic, traumatic brain injuries. And it goes on about this other doctor uh, and what she has proved about exercise. But then he goes on and says, Exercise is the most transformative thing 
you can do for your brain today. Well, I used to exercise a lot, and I've slacked up on that. And I have been saying I'm, I need to get back to doing my exercises. And now I'm having to say I'm doing my exercises. Have I done them yet? No. But I'm changing my word, so I will. Amen. So exercise is the most transformative thing you can do for your brain today. It has an immediate effect on your brain. A single workout will immediately increase levels of neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, and another word I can't pronounce. A single workout can improve your ability to shift and focus attention, which will last for two hours. A single workout can increase your reaction time. Exercise is the most transformative thing you can do for your brain. With increased exercise over your lifetime, you're not going to cure dementia or Alzheimer's, but you are going to create the strongest, biggest prefrontal cortex and hippocampus. Thank you, Dad. You're good. So it takes longer for these diseases to take effect. Bringing exercise into your life will not only give you a healthier life today, it will also protect your brain from incurable diseases and change the trajectory of your life for the better. To get the optimum, I can just see all y'all starting to exercise. I just love this. To get the optimum beliefs, benefit from exercise, this Dr. Suzuki, his name, recommends getting at least 30 minutes of aerobic exercise three or four times a week. You should exercise hard enough to get your heart rate up. We know that. We know that. That's all I'm going to say. Exercise is a choice. God equipped us with the ability to benefit from exercise. But every day we must choose, choose, choose to activate our God-given restorative abilities by spending time moving our bodies. <laughs> wow. So exercise promotes physical healing also. Amen. Wow. And, and we know that, but knowing it's not good enough. Amen. Okay. Now then, um, I want to go to... Proverbs 17, verse 22. Uh, I've got to hurry. Okay. It says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Now that I'm going to read another page, y'all are going to love this, and you're going to laugh. But guess what? A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Okay. M.D. Anderson, you know where, where that place is, the cancer center. Uses laugh yoga as a treatment. In fact, laughter is such good medicine that the world-renowned MD Anderson Center was laughter uses laughter yoga to facilitate the healing of cancer in patients. According to the center's website, we all know that laughter makes us feel good. Laughter fills our lungs and body with oxygen, exercising your lungs. Participants report reduction in stress, blood pressure, depression, and more. Now, this is at the MD Anderson place. I love that. 
William Bond, the, the wellness officer at MD Anderson, hosts laughter yoga classes. <laughs> Makes me want to laugh. <laughs> but a merry heart doing good like medicine. I thought, this is ridiculous. But that's what they do in these places. Isn't that amazing? They're doing what the scripture says. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Okay. Research shows stress weakness, stress weakens our immune system. Can cause body resistance to treatments and disturbs the healing process. Laughter is a positive sensation that balances the chemical and hormones of the body. It triggers the release of endorphins the brain's own painkiller, and promotes an overall sense of well-being. Laughter yoga is group exercise for the nervous and cardiovascular system and our spirits. And you know, what was it Brown down in Louisiana or somewhere? Was it, boy, he used to laugh. Remember they go, ha, 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 you know, and all of that. Well, listen to this. I thought, that's just ridiculous, you know. But listen to what this neurosurgeon said. Uh, he says the, uh, I'm trying to find it. The good news is that your body can't, cannot differentiate between real and fake laughter. <laughs> Y'all are getting healthier as, by the minute. So the manner, the, my fault, glasses locked up. In laughter, yoga classes is, is fake till you make it. I love this. Y'all are just exercising this. Okay, the philosophical study of laughter has its own name, and I can't pronounce that. Research has shown that laughing is more than just a person's voice and movement. Laughter requires the coordination of many muscles throughout the body. Laughter is beneficial to us because it can do these following things. Number one, increase blood pressure momentarily like exercising. Increase heart rate momentarily like exercising. Changes breathing. Reduce levels of certain uh, neurochemicals. It boosts the immune system. It aids in relaxing by reducing Muscle tension. Laughter is good medicine. When you are feeling sad, despondent, or depressed, make yourself laugh. Again, your body doesn't know whether you are laughing spontaneously or forcing yourself to laugh. You know, I thought that was interesting because I thought, well, that's fake. But you know what they proved? It doesn't matter. Is that not strange? I mean... A merry heart with good like a medicine. Yeah. The benefit is the same either way, he said, whether you're making yourself do it. There are some cases in which a good deep laugh might help people with respiratory problems by clearing mucus and aiding in ventilation. Perhaps laughing can also help cardiac patients by giving the heart a bit of workout. Some hospitals even have their own humor rooms. I love that. Y'all are just laughing. Comedy carts and clown kids in attempts to speed patients' recovery and boost morale. 
How laughter affects the nervous system and the rest of the body is not completely understood. But is that not interesting? I've got to see if there's another part that I want to read or not. Um, page 122. No, that's all I'm going to read about that. But uh, thank you, Cindy, for sharing this book with me because is that not awesome? We will, next Tuesday, we will get back into this honoring and glorifying God through our body. But basically, what uh, I want to impress on all of us today is the importance of your physical body. Let's make it our goal to honor God in our body. Amen. And we can do it because he's given us the know-how. He's given us the word how to do it. Amen.